rolling out the courthouse. Friday night, X got the kids, and that's all right. Corner store, a sixer, tequila and a lime, gonna kick my feet up. Keys on twine. Listening to the Keys on Twine podcast with your hosts, Pope Calhoun and the Good Captain. Let's start the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Keys on Twine podcast. I'm your host, Pope Calhoun, joined as always by the soothing, the paternal, the Good <laughs> Captain. And we also have, kind of, you know, we'll call him a special guest, but he's always in our hearts. It's Blue Bear, my son. Blue Bear. He's in the podcast studio because um, beautiful wife looked like she could use a little break from the Blue Bear today when I got home from work. So You can uh, judge by the several different hues of spit-up adorned on her, her Many clothing. colors. Yeah. yeah. Um, all kinds of different spit-ups. I would like to say Blue Bear is wearing a narwhal suit, as we call it. It's, um, it's a sleep sack with narwhals on it. Um, it's not that we're trying to put him to bed. It's just that he's comfy and it's like a little sleeping bag he wears. Sometimes you got to bind his legs up just so you have a fair uh, game, you know? He keeps his keeps his toes warm and also binds his legs up so he can't kick too much. You yeah, know? it's just so it's a fair fight, you know? And he has a Vince McMahon action figure that used to be mine and yours. I like the idea of just giving him uh, toys of billionaires <laughs> and then just like subtly implanting in his head like, like what to aspire to. Like we can get him a um, Richard Branson action figure. Yeah. We can get um Elon Musk action figure. That'd be a good one. Chad Muska action figure. Just Definitely a billionaire. Some like Saudi Arabian oil shah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a, the 47th prince of Saudi Arabia or something. Yeah, like the Sultan of Brunei. <laughs> How about the Iron Sheik? Like the wrestler? He was probably a billionaire. He probably has an action figure. Yeah, we could definitely give him an Iron Sheik and tell him it's the Sultan of Burundi or something. <laughs> if I was a billionaire, that'd be my first order of business. He's like, where is my action figure? I would like to be represented in retail. I was hoping you call our people at Mattel. And they're like, oh, sir, you're actually in, uh, you're a Russian oil Oligarch? <laughs> yeah, you're actually an oligarch. He's like, yes, I'm sure we have an inside operative at Mattel. I would like small token of appreciation in form of personal action figure. How is action figure not government? Think about it though, like when you're growing up and you're, you know, you're a kid, you're just like Blue Bear and you're playing with these action figures, you're like, man, wouldn't it be cool to be G.I. Joe someday? Mm -hmm. So, or wouldn't it be cool to be what Action Man? Well, then you're projecting. It's like kind of like the first time, because kids, just as general speaking, zero empathy. So having having a toy... You got something for us, Blue Bear? I think he you got a topic. I think he, what he wanted to say is no one makes action figures for um, like uh, like middle managers. Oh yeah, okay. no, there's not. Like there's a no union management. boss action figure. Yeah, there's no. That'd be like, a cool uh, one though. He's sh- just... shift leader at the old uh, at the at the lead factory. Right. Yeah, there's no one's making that action figure. And that just plays into what I was saying. It's like the first time a kid can project like what mm-hmm. you know they take on the role of another. And learn how to, you know, view from a different perspective. Bus driver action figure. Yeah, just like, yeah, I really like union boss action figure with, like, <laughs> with, like, pick, picket sign grip. Yeah, he's got, he's got, like, a little button you hit in the back and he just waves the picket sign. Yeah. It says, like, GM 
management equal rats or something like that. Get the rats out of GM. Yeah. Um, he comes with a big inflatable rat. Union boss. Yeah, it's just like mortal leader. enemy. Um, actually, what else would he do? He comes with a, a stack of grievances that he's filed against the company. <laughs> he's just like, like the kids are just like, oh, what are we going to file a grievance against today? And he's like, oh. It comes with actual forms that you can fill out. Management took the soda it machines te- away and they put te- in juice <laughs> machines so we were healthier. That's our grievance for yeah, filing today. Yeah, it teaches today. kids how to file grievances with their parents. It like gives you like a couple, uh, uh forms uh mom stopped uh, buying mountain dew she started buying mount shasta from aldi yeah. so uh gotta file a grievance yeah, there dr lightning is <laughs> is not cutting it listen i want the 27 flavors or the 20 yeah the 27 flavors you ever like wish you could go back to a point so again i keep handing bluebeard this vince mcmahon action figure he'll just look at it and he just drops it mm-hmm. usually when people hand things to me if i were to just drop it immediately it's disrespectful but he doesn't know any better that i know of he's learning about consequences like when Vince McMahon hears that he's been disrespected by a, a young aspiring wrestler, you know, Just getting, blue bear, blue bear will be blue or blacklisted from the uh, WWE. Oh, because he's just he's just dropping. Yeah, he literally just yeah he didn't even care about that. So I will say I feel like my reflexes have gotten better since being a dad. Like I can when he spits out his pacifier like i can catch it what about like dad strength you always hear about dad strength. dad strength i'm not even kidding my bench press went up like 20 pounds after i became a dad you're just like bruce willis and unbreakable like you can just do everything you got in the basement bench everything it's... you got in the basement paint cans um yep yeah, so i'm just benching a lot of uh like mostly small child body weight yeah. i'm benching a lot of uh like strollers right what do you think that's gonna sound I'm sorry? Oh, his little squeals. Do you think we'll hear him on the cast? Oh, we'll definitely hear him. I think I can see him in the waveforms right now. Also, like, to go to a point where you just want to bounce all the time, you Mm -hmm. just want to bounce around. That's one uh, thing I would like to mention to you. So you got him the little Johnny jump around thing where he's, like, spring-loaded. He's attached to a door frame. frame And he can just bounce. Yeah. But he doesn't understand, you know, he's still learning about gravity and stuff, trial and error. Gravity and then that um, that band from Ireland, the Jump Around guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, um, House of Pain? House of Pain. Yeah. yeah he's still learning about them, yeah, too. Yeah, Everlast. Mm-hmm. He's learning about all these things. The whole world, yeah. if you will. But um, every time his feet, like, make solid contact with the ground right now, he just lets his knees go. And yeah. I'm worried he's going to be taking tumbles because he's getting... Uh, He's getting so much support from that Johnny Jumper. I almost think we need to get him, like, a helmet and some pads for, like, the first couple months of walking. So he's just, like, you don't know if he's about to drop in on a mini pipe or if he's... That should just be the rule of thumb for learning anything new, regardless of age. So you're at that new job, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're learning to be the next union wage leader. Yes. And you're learning to file grievances, and you're like, oh, hey, here's your helmet. Yeah, it's like your first and your time... your wrist guards. It's like your first time on the picket line. Like, you should probably pad up. Because you don't know if they're going to send the union strike breakers in, you know? Right. Come breaking up the strike. Yeah, also you could just, like, see them from, like, a mile away, right? And just kind of, like... Oh, he's the new guy. Yeah, everybody gives him, like, a little bit more slack. It's like a name tag that says trainee on it. Right. But like, it's a helmet that says trainee. Yeah, like, if you're just at, you know, McDonald's or something, and the line is taking too long, and you look up, and, and the cashier's got a helmet on, you're just like, oh, okay. Okay, you know what? I kind of actually got something I want to talk about with that. Yeah, okay. You have worked for Walton Corp. You've worked for Sam's Club, technically. Mm-hmm. So that's Walt Court, like Walmart. Yeah. You've worked for McDonald's. I'm a capitalist. 
who's a more evil organization? Evil? Well, I guess maybe we shouldn't be saying, like, evil outright about two of the largest employers in America. Yeah. But who do you think has more corporate BS? Like, when you did your mandatory training, you know? Like, when they made you take the Hamburger U online classes, or they made you take the Walmart U online classes, like, who tried to indoctrinate you more to make you feel part of a system? I feel like half the indoctrination of those kind of, like, um, minimum wage jobs or, like, those um, ent- entry-level positions is, like, forcing lingo onto your uh, employees. Do like, you know what I mean? Like, like the McSmiles like, Club or something? I can't say, this is where the sandwiches, like, I bag the sandwiches. It's like... Mm-hmm. You will be working the hot landing zone, and I'm just like, <laughs> the HLC. really? Yeah, the HLC. That's what they literally call it. Wait, so they don't say this is where you file the McCrevances? No. Okay. Actually, uh, that I didn't get to that seminar. I missed. <laughs> I missed that day when we were learning about McCrevances. McGrimmis. McGrimmis. That's what I was. Yeah. The McManager yeah. accepts grievances from the employees. The hot landing zone. Okay, what's some other um, behind the McDonald's scene stuff that you can maybe drop some knowledge on? So we got the HLZ. What's the cash registered? We call it the forward line. The POS, point of sale. Point of sale. That's pretty standard across the board. cashing checks. Yes. How about that guy who brought in that, that free refills cup that you that you honored? Oh, there's some lady. <laughs> She'd come in every day. <laughs> this was gross, dude. They, like, had a promotional cup in, like, 1986 that said like if you buy this trucker mug you get free refills for life like a 48 ounce like trucker mug oh my god would this lady not let you forget that near 40 year old promotional item uh promotional cup because she brings it in every day and loads it up with uh you know just like coke coke and ice but there's another lady she came twice a day I got four large sweet teas, no ice. I would make the sweet tea. Yeah. You put a pound of sugar in each batch of sweet tea. She drank two batches. That's two pounds of sugar a day. Wait, so she, I only worked she, there for a she summer. She drank the sweet tea as well? She like, would I, drive up, the cups would be full, she'd drive away, well, she like, or oh, she'd drive back, the cups Oh, hey, empty. y'all, I'm buying these for the other people in the office. I'll see y'all at 2 p.m. for the next refill. You are being far too pleasant to okay. uh, to do an accurate... Uh, I'm here to get the refill on the mugs with the sugar tea. Use a foam cup! <laughs> Use the foam cup! Stays colder longer! I said no ice! Who gave me ice? I come here twice a day! <laughs> Give me my sugar. <laughs> it's more like that. Did you ever just say like, hey, you know what? I want to teach you the secret. The secret to McDonald's sweet tea being so good is I put a pound of sugar in each batch. Honestly, I was working there for a to- in total three months. I was just trying to ride it out and see if if I quit before she died. <laughs> you, you, you could have written a memoir, and I suppose you still can, called 90 Days in the Hot Landing Zone, colon, my tour at McDonald's. <laughs> Missouri, <laughs> yeah, I, I got, July to September. I just didn't want any uh, current uh, McPlays to to accuse me of stolen valor. Oh, like Ronald? Yeah, dude, Ronald, just the commandant yeah. of McDonald's Court. I just don't the want to be accused of, uh, uh, of golden valor. Because uh, oh, I, I don't have my my dress blacks anymore. You're Vince McMahon. Look, oh my god. But uh. Oh yeah! Look, look, look! At, he's look. a billionaire, self-made billionaire. He's a self-made billionaire. He cornered the market on televised wrestling. Buddy, his dad was also a wrestling producer, but he wasn't very successful. And then he's Vince, the best promoter he's we a know. Billionaire. He's friends with the president. He's seven years old and juiced. 
He's a, he's a fan of human growth hormone. Hand me Chris Benoit. Okay. Yeah. Maybe right, Chris we're gonna, Benoit. We're gonna try the Chris Benoit done. toy with blueberry and see if this works better. He's he's. I, should I be worried if my son just gravitated towards the Chris Benoit toy? Hey, why do you think I have the toy? I gravitated towards that guy. Toothless aggression mm-hmm. might have a bit, but been a bit of a stain on the wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. My child is trying to eat his head, though. That's cool. So I think that's kind of he's like, "Yo, Chris, I know you've done some bad stuff. I'm about to just shove your head in my mouth and start chomping on it, like he's doing." Oh, Blueberry got two teeth. I don't know if we mentioned that in the last episode. It's two more than uh, he used to have. Oh, and 28 less than Chris Benoit? Because Chris Benoit's missing a tooth? 32 total. He was missing, so he's... He's good. missing a couple. Yeah, so yeah. 29 less. Yeah, something... You know what? Tooth math has never been my strong suit. I think they were... Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think that my tooth math checks out. Um, Where were we? We were talking about the Canadian Wolverine. Double murder-suicide, toys, hot 90 Days children. in the Hot Landing Zone. Yeah, 90 Days in the Hot Landing Zone. My tour. Yeah. My tour of duty. Stolen McDonald's valor. <laughs> okay, all right. I have one last McDonald's question, uh-huh. and then um, we can talk about like actual sure. topics we're down. The badges, like you walk into McDonald's, some people like have like on their T-shirt, they've got like fifty-seven like different McDonald's pins. Mm-hmm. If McDonald's ever made, it, are you just like allowed to wear it? Or Regalia. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, if I bought a McDonald's, so much like the McDonald's Cup free refills 1986, if I bought, like, a pin from McDonald's from 1986, could I just put it, like, on my black polo and they have to let me wear it? So, um... If I buy the Hamburglar, like, costume at Target and I wear a Hamburglar costume, it is technically McDonald's, like, do they have to let me wear that to work? I'm not sure about that. I'm going to take this very seriously. Okay. I'm going to take this as seriously as, like, my manager would have fielded a question at orientation. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't speak on behalf of the Hamburglar costume from Walmart, <laughs> but McDonald's does have its own apparel company, and they manufacture all the clothing that the employees wear, okay. and they give you a magazine. Mix socks? Yes. Okay. Literally. And they give you a magazine when you start working there, and they say you can order anything out of this magazine, and you can wear it to but you gotta pay for so it. you can get yeah of course okay and and they won't give you your last paycheck i found this out the hard way oh, they shit. won't give you your last paycheck until you return the uniform and i was bummed because they were kind of like sweet dry fit polos and i was like i could like golf in this this would be cool to hold on to wait 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 wait. <laughs> but if you bought it with your own money why do you have to return it no it's like a loner okay so you you say you say i want that sweatshirt I when want i those... got hired they handed me a uniform i want those mcpants and they to wouldn't work. give me my final paycheck until i handed it back in i want those heat resistant pants i can wear in the hot landing zone yeah. but if i ordered something from the magazine you're right that would have been mine but oh okay. but i never so i never see... got uh conned into uh spending money at the company store on the mcvest do you know what i mean like the, Mc, the mcpuffy vest yeah exactly but i understand why some pe- some of my coworkers did it because you Swag. know, when you're working um, drive through in the middle of winter. Oh, yeah. Because you're, you're, you want a coat and you're some, gonna be some Mick gloves. Because that Mick door's opening all the time and that Mick breeze does not feel good. Yeah, and most of those Mick doors haven't been Mick maintenanced in a while. Dude, the, the Mick preventative maintenance. Uh, <laughs> the Mick preventative maintenance plan on those doors is just so, uh, we'll just say, Mick notorious. Yeah. And they're Mick squeaky because they don't have enough Mick grease on them. And um, you could just go pick ironic, up Mick grease. They yeah. could just get it out of the Mick fryer. Well, we're we're using so much Mick grease all the time. <laughs> Blue beer. You don't. Even, you're not even entertained by. Chris Benoit's not Chris even Benoit. doing it for him. Okay, what else? Find we got a more here? find here, a more look. egregious toy we have. 
It's give, a lion that squeaks. Give him the ring wraith. You think he wants the ring wraith? If the sword's rubber. He can't let's hurt see if, himself. Let's with see if the it. squeaky lion does something. Yeah, just hit the mic. You ever <laughs> notice that children seem to like whatever you grab to start flailing with it? Man, kids are just free. Yeah, just free. He just dropped that too. He did. Yeah. We might we might have to move on to the ring wraith soon. Yeah. Um, it's a little more interesting. Probably shouldn't be a bit. So he needs a good cleaning. This is kind of on the topic of like chilling kids out. Yeah. So a couple weeks back, the same week we did that long distance episode. Yeah. I was I was trying to put Bluebeard to sleep, and I'm singing like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star for like the eighty seven thousandth time. Yeah, it's got to get old pretty quick. So just as a joke, because like I also, even though I'm singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, I had Black Sabbath War Pigs stuck in my head, uh-huh. and I Google Black Sabbath War Pigs Lullaby. There's a company called Rockabye Baby that has made old classic rock songs into lullabies for children. That's gotta be like a licensing nightmare. No, because it's um like they they do it all on a keyboard, okay. so it's no different than if I just like played something that sound a like lot like a cover. Like, yeah, but like it's like a cover, but it's um I don't think it has anything to do with licensing because you don't have uh Tony Iommi like ripping on a guitar. It's a dude with a keyboard and he's putting little ribbits in instead like of like the bass drum. Yeah, yeah. I I just that's sweet though. Dude, they have Guns N' Roses, so they've got Baby Welcome to the Jungle. I like finding niche genres they like that. Baby Mr. Brownstone. They don't. They don't. It's a pretty controversial song. Like Enter Sandman. They actually have Baby Enter Sandman. I'm trying to think of sleep-based songs. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, Baby War Pig's hilarious. Baby, um, Baby uh, Iron Man, Baby Paranoid, Baby Heaven and Hell. Um, there's like all kinds. Well, there's an entire Sabbath album one. There's so a they got couple. like all Sabbath. I'm just trying to think of like because the joke is obviously to do heavy metal songs. Yeah. Um. They also Baby Red Hot Chili Peppers, Baby Nirvana. They did Baby. Um. Did they come up with fun names for the bands, or is it just Rock by Baby? Rock by Baby, and then Black Sabbath and like the song name. Hmm. Hey, single dads out there, just wanted to say um, when it's your weekend to watch the kids, make sure you put on that sweet, sweet Black Sabbath, Paranoid. Iron Man, War Pigs. Um, actually, they've got Ozzy. They got Crazy Train. Yeah, they got Crazy Train on there for baby lullabies, which sounds like I might be putting on shortly for this little man with his yeah, little squeals. Don't pull your hair out. Get the lead out. Rockabye baby. Just, I'm just thinking. Um, what uh, Greta Van Fleet? Okay. Little Van Fleet baby lullabies. They might be new, too new on the market. They probably would be. Um. Yes, that was kind of cool. You, you got any cool topics for us? Um, oh, yeah. I got you a uh, podcast surprise. Podcast surprise. In this box right here. Oh, that's what's in the box. Yeah, I'll take Blue Bear, and then you can open it up. Just wait for me to get behind my mic. Handing him over to the Godfather. I do want to say that Pope is wearing like a, a, a pretty, I don't want to say ugly sweater. It's a very... It's a very Godfather, uncle-like sweater. I was going for... Uh, Substitute shop teacher, <laughs> like wood shop teacher. Just no, no regard for patterns. Just all regard for. Whoa, whoa. Okay, I was actually on. I was on Amazon. I was on Walmart.com. I was trying to find the closest place. Pope bought me some wrap snacks. The Migos sour cream with a dab of ranch. Migos. So it says Migos flavored potato chips. 
I hope they're not flavored like the Migos because I don't want to taste human flesh. But, uh, dude, where'd you get these? Thank you so much. I just got them at Walmart. They were in the uh, aisle when I was checking out, and I was standing there, like, laughing, looking at them. And then I grabbed them, and then the lady behind me just goes, are they calling your name? And I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, trying to, you, you, you must to explain so to her, like, well, no, we my, have a podcast. Yeah, we talk about snacks. I'm Pope Calhoun. Yeah, yeah. My brother, the good captain. So, we're definitely... I kind of I don't know if I want to see this when the guys come over later. No, me, you, and the guys I eating we some need snacks. Them on the okay. I just gotta do some more. Uh, so I've actually Arnold never had this flavor before. Here. No, so that's part of the dad strength. You get dad strength just by bench pressing your kid. Dude, the about wrap snacks. They actually taste really good. Hook it up. Huh? Hook, hook. You want one? You think we could give? Is blueberry too young for potato chips? We feed them those little puff things. Yeah, you give them, like, apple puffs. Hello. Okay, what if this podcast just slowly descends into me and you just eating potato chips and talking about how good they are on it? <laughs> Honestly, there's probably one of those podcasts with, like, 200,000 just call it Hot Chips R Us? Yeah. All right, I'll take Blueberry back. Yeah, I don't have the magic touch. Do you think that we're going to lose, like, a lot of listeners over Blueberry just, like, wailing? What listeners, dude? Yeah, I guess Beautiful Wife's upstairs, so she'll she'll have to listen to this eventually. She's either going to listen to Cry on the podcast or listen to Cry down here, you know? You can't escape it, honored listener. <laughs> um, thank you so much for the wrap snacks. Those delicious. Yeah, no problem, dude. A real treat. A gangster rap treat. Right. Might. Um, I do have another topic. Yeah, let's hit it. So... This has nothing to do with the fact that Blue Bear is in the room. I wanted to bring this up regardless of if I was holding my beautiful son or not. But you know how we were joking the other day about terrible business ideas? I thought those were good business ideas. Not on the podcast. So me and Pope were joking around about things that like will be highly, highly distasteful now. But, you know, 50 years down the road, it'll be... You know, just as popular as something that might be brought to you by Johnson & Johnson, a family company. Baby CBD. Remember, we're like, oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, that was great. So the Kardashians had a baby shower that was CBD oil themed. Oh, God. Kanye West, Kim Kardashian for their new baby. Yeah, crazy. So I'm just saying there's people out there who are already okay with, like, just the idea of giving CBD products to children. And I so I Google it and... There's there's legit articles out there that say things you should things you should know before you give CBD based products to your children, and it's like I I thought you had to be 21 to buy CBD products, you know? No, we got to start getting these kids sedated as early as possible. I wanna be sedated. Yep. Yeah, put them in that bulletproof vest. Um. Okay, so we won't put them in the bulletproof vest, but we will. <gasps> Look at you! You're having a sit. Does this does this count as being a good dad? I think so. Play with Chris Benoit. <laughs> every, every good yeah. father has said that sentence. Look at this. Is this Kurt Angle? Whoa, Kurt a broken Angle, neck. What? Look at this. Kurt Angle. Yeah. Well, you want to play with the crinkly lion? He's crinkly. Crinkly lion. He's a crinkly lion. He's a crinkler. He's crinkling. This is going to be the hardest episode to ever listen to. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Oh, man, this is not good. Okay. We might, we might have to push pause real quick, and we might have to um, 
We might have to put him to bed. It is it is actually 15 minutes from his bedtime. All right, we will be back in higher spirits. Okay, good luck, team. And um, we're back. Yeah, so uh, still holding Blue Bear. So what we did is... Um, he got he vertical. Was, he was losing it, losing his little mind. So I just stood up. He's fine now. He's totally fine. He just uh, he didn't like the latitude we were hanging out at. He just needs to get some altitude. And he's going to call me a liar. He's going to call me a yeah. liar. He's like, you don't speak for me. Oh. It's okay, Buzz. It's okay. Um, uh, but yeah, B- baby CBD. Um, I think it's. I think it's. We should really get ahead of the market and start. You know, isolating products for for children. Like, Things that adults couldn't take advantage of, like teething. Yeah, I was gonna say like pacifiers or <laughs> CBD pacifiers. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is all just really poor ideas. Like people are gonna go to jail for, for that. Kind Someone's of gonna try it. Have you ever heard of the, uh, there was a sketch comedy show called, uh, Mr. Show? Yeah. With Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Um, so Tobias from, uh, Arrested Tobias Development. Fuki. Yeah. And, uh, Better Call Saul Goodman. You've watched all the Mr. Shows, right? No. But, uh, like, they, they've run into this thing where they, you know, they were a pretty absurdist sketch comedy group, but okay. they used to come up with stuff like that, like... They came up with full-body massages for babies, and then, and then it came true. Like, a company started doing full-body... So then these lists started, like, uh, hitting the internet like of, things like, that, things like, Mr. that Mr. Show predicted. Show predicted. Okay. And one of them, they were, like, uh, pretending to do a White House press conference, and they were saying they were going to nuke the moon because they couldn't <laughs> claim it as America's, and it was, like, a funny thing. And then those uh, documents from the Kennedy administration were... Uh, Released. Talking about nuking the moon. Talking about nuking the moon to like end projection. the yeah. I thought it was to end the Cold War. I think it's just showing the world. Yeah, we put a nuke on the moon because we can. Yeah, and it's just like, it, like it's something they pitched around like the boardroom during yeah. the, the you know the sixties. But yeah, Mister Show predicted that. There were a couple other ones, but I think baby CBD is like give it five years. It'll yeah. be a thing. I was at the video store yesterday, renting movies. Oh, you mean the CBD store that rents movies? Dude, literally, the girl behind the counter answered the phone. She's like... CBD shop, we also have movies. (laughs) She was like, "Uh, this is now selling CBD. How can I help you? Like, you know, thanks for calling Family Video. Oh, that's nice. I was like, she prefaced Family Video with CBD. Um... You said that the the family video guy like he felt like he got helped so much by CBD that that's why he wanted to in every store. I think is that a burp? <laughs> I, I think I like n- hit something back. Here. Okay, that, I hope so. So I've resorted to doing bicep curls with the kid. Like yeah. I'm literally I'm doing bicep curls because this is apparently giving him some kind of happiness. He's smiling. You know they say you're not supposed to shake your baby, but they love it. You know I, I've never shaken him, never shaken him. But a bicep curl is like a roll. Yeah. Okay. You can roll More, it. Yeah. Like like a like a good one two three up one two three down. Yeah, there's where your dad's strength's coming from. Yeah, just like hitting weights. Yeah, body, body weight weights. exercise, baby weight. Um, I had another baby-related topic. What the heck was it? Is it Ronnie Coleman? He's like a light weight baby. Yeah. Oh, lightweight baby, ain't nothing but a peanut. Dude, he has the saddest documentary on Netflix. I've never seen it. He like can't walk now. He's like on uh like uh. Is it Arm he, crutches. Is it because he like stopped the doing wrist steroids? I'm, I think he uh, has so much back pain from, like, abusing steroids and, and being a cop for, like, 20 years. 
Ronnie um, Coleman, for those who I, don't know, was like a power lifter. I think he was a... He won the Arnold Classic like a bazillion times yeah, somehow. I think he was a, a bodybuilder, not just a power lifter. Oh, no, no. He was a bodybuilder. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, there's a difference. A yeah. big difference. Um, but yeah, no. He was like a internet meme, early days of YouTube. He used to have a lot of catchphrases. Because, I mean, the he guy... He would squat like 800 he, pounds. He like, couldn't touch his arms together. Like his chest was so big. He would squat like 900 pounds and just yell, lightweight baby. Lightweight baby! And then he'd like bench press 450 pounds and he'd yell, ain't nothing but a peanut! No, and, it's, and it's not like he's bench pressing 450 pounds on a straight bar. Like he has a 200 pound dumbbell on one hand and a 200 pound dumbbell on one hand. They look ridiculous. They no, look like they're like pool toys. And he just goes, ain't nothing but a peanut! And he just, he just hits it. Yeah, and then he, when he would bench straight bar, it would be bending like, like, yeah. You know, he, it, he was a bodybuilder who could lift like a power lifter because he was just that strong. Because most bodybuilders actually, when apparently when they like look their strongest, like they look super jacked and like hulked up, they're like at their weakest because they had to cut weight and they had to eat like a like a high sugar diet to get their veins to bulge or something. Yeah, I mean, it gets so ridiculous when they're um, like depleting their water intake so that like they're. Basically becoming malnourished, so they just look shredded. Just like tone, losing, shedding all your water weight like the night before a competition. Okay, this doesn't sound horrible, but do you think I should say it anyways? Yeah. Get a bunch of kids and we say, hey, you guys are going to train to be bodybuilders. Exactly, dude. We just get these kids hyped up on CBD and lifting weights, and they won't even know how much pain their body's in because they're just got a light buzz. A permanent light buzz. Just micro dose. (laughs) No, they're going to need some heavy doses. Um, they're gonna need like industrial grade CBD we were gonna oil. just get so much controversy going just on this episode. Yeah, it's a tough one. You bring your kid into the studio, and then we just become the. We're back to the bicep curls. Yeah, and then we just become the worst examples of ourselves. <laughs> Who knows if this audio will even be usable? Well, it's probably probably be completely unusable. You know, we're just experimenting. Like, I can't just give you like an easy job. Like, I can't just give you an easy editing job. Boy, hey, is that when... the truth, man. Okay, so between you having to edit in when Beautiful Wife was down here last week, and then it was a disaster doing the uh, the long-distance episode, all the editing it took. That's why it took a little bit longer to get posted up. I'm saying, what if we put out, right now, we put it out wide, and we say, we're looking for an intern. No. Calling all stations, calling all stations. I think, Any... there, I think there's a very easy formula to make my job easy. Are you saying just use these microphones in this studio? Yeah, and don't yell. Don't yell, and also don't bring a six-month-old child in here. I mean, I like having him, so I'm not going to say that. He's he's, a, he's banned. He's a pretty wonderful little dude. Big, so I think he's big just fan. sleepy. I think he also just doesn't like being in a musty, Kermit green podcast studio. All right, now you listen up, Blueberry, and you listen good. There's nothing musty, but there's plenty green about this place, okay? What if we just put him to sleep in the chair? I don't think he'll go to sleep. Can we try? It's it's your kid. Hey, Bluebeard. Are you not sleeping because we haven't put you in the snoozy chair yet? Little snoozy chair. Just hit the lights, dude. It's worth a shot at this point. Alright. You got the lights. What do you think? What do you think about the snoozy chair? It's working good, right? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, you haven't been abandoned, I promise. Haven't been abandoned. Okay, I'm gonna take him upstairs. No, it's okay. Can you pause this guy? Sure. 
on twine. Hey, we're back. Dude, I... I feel like I failed as a father. It's anytime he cries and I can't, like, make him happy. I mean, obviously, the kid gets tired, gets hungry. That's what he's doing now. He's getting some food. He's going to get a little nap in. Right. He's go to sleep. He's going to have a good day. But I just feel like there's always, like... There's always something you gotta be able to do. Maybe it's just food. Maybe just water. Or maybe it's just sleep. That's all he needed. Yeah, he's... Nothing I could have given him, you know, other than a couple snacks. We should give him some wrap snacks. We talked about it. It's, it's very possible. You know, in The Sims, like when you have a baby, he's he's only got like three bars. I think he's oh only because got a sleepy... you talked to the person on the phone enough that they came over and then you got married on The Sims. Or like the neighbors and then you came got the, over the and then you like, bed. or like the neighbors come over to welcome you into the neighborhood and like With the day, fruit day two and then yeah. you like steal the wife of Mortimer who lives down the street. <laughs> that happened all too frequently. And what's funny is like Mortimer's wife. He was cool lives... with it though because if you go in and check in on him, he still lives with her. They sleep in the same bed. Well, I'm talking about like there was a way that you could break up people in The Sims and then steal people's spouses and then you like go live in their house with them. And he's just sad all the time. Because like, all right, you start off with like the one guy who just lives in like the shitty little Sims house and just mm-hmm. him like his shitty little bed, like his shitty little TV. He could pick up Mortimer's wife mm-hmm. and then kick Mor- Mortimer, Mortimer out of the house. <laughs> you put Mortimer in the pool. You pull that uh, the ladder in the pool. Mm-hmm. Mortimer drowns. Mortimer's gone. The police ain't coming. Police ain't coming for that one. And now this guy moved from the shittiest little house in Simtown, Simville, Sim City, to the biggest, the biggest mansion in the Simburbs. It comes with its own ghosts, son. Mortimer's ghosts. I think that says more about you as a player. You like to play God. I like to play. The, I like to play the Sim. So you're telling me that like all your Sims have great 401ks. You never no, use the rosebud cheat. No, dude, I was still so, got a good job, big promotion. I was so up. worried about keeping my avatar happy that I wouldn't get him romantically involved with anybody. He was just like uh, career oriented, very career oriented. I wanted lonely, to get, wanted, lonely Sim. Wanted to get him out of that starter house. I didn't want just a mailbox, you know. I wanted some um, landscaping. I wanted hit big things for him. I was just career oriented. I landscaped so little in The Sims. My houses, like they'd be like these big bougie like mansion sim houses. No landscaping. Ten percent of the housing price has got to be landscaping. Right? I that's just lo- real estate one one. I looked like an idiot mm-hmm. to my sim neighbors. My sim neighbors like, oh, check out that gaudy McMansion over there. Oh, he doesn't even have so much as some shrubbery outside. There's no way it's ten percent. It's got to be one percent of the real estate price. Yeah. No, I'm telling you right now. Like some of the houses that beautiful wife and I went and looked at when we were living down in the burbs. Nice house, nice street, whatever. But the house just seems unappealing because either A, it's got like some, I don't know, it's got nothing. Or B, if it's like a new construction and doesn't have like sod or anything out front, it's kind of tough to look at those houses and like see yourself there. Like you really have to use your imagination to be like, okay, with grass and a, uh, what's it called? A fern here. And I'm a tree, a guy. tree Yeah, just trees. I love a good tree. Are you talking, uh... Like, I'll stop that agent before we even get in the front door, and I'll just be like, what's this, like a... It's like a bur oak? She'll just be like, yeah. I'll be like, oh, wow. Is that a don't spruce? Even have, don't even have to worry about emerald ash pour with one of these guys. Is huh? that a knotty pine? Yeah. Was this a silver maple? Yeah. That's and a good tree. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's a quality tree. Like, wow. she's like, oh, I didn't know you were an arborist. And yeah. you're like, oh, I'm not. Amateur. It's like amateur arborist. Yeah. You know? Just appreciate a good tree. 
good uh, trunk, you know. So you can, no you stranger have, to a good junk in the trunk. There you go. God, you have to tie this down to grow this straight. This is gnarly. Um, I think you. Ha- the, what's the other cool topics you got? <laughs> you don't want to. You don't wanna do more tree bits. <laughs> I just think that. <laughs> If we were going to do more tree bits. If we're going to capitalize on, that, about on the like, few minutes we have, we shouldn't be doing tree bits. The say Sims it. turned tree bits. If we're going to talk about, like, the maple, like the, the sweet, sweet maple syrup we're going to start getting mm-hmm. out of these trees. So we don't have any maple trees on our property, but our neighbors do. Yeah. I want to, me and you, on a cold December morning, we're out there, we're tapping trees, and neighbors are like, what the fuck are you doing on my property? We say... We're getting that sweet, sweet maple syrup out of this tree. Yeah. We got a bucket. Yeah. A bucket. Yeah, and a metal tap. Yep. Watch ding, your ding, ding, ding. Watch your back, Vermont. We're coming at you with some grade B syrup. I got a question. Yeah. You ever been to an Amish farm? I've been like Amish, in, like, farmers Amish market. Country? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Indiana had a ton. Mm. So we would see them at Aldi, believe it or not. They would come to Aldi and I they would. That's load. not Amish, that's Mennonite. Dude, I think all these still no. Nope. Okay, so maybe they have the the sugar, salt, and lipid fat. You know, the Crisco truck that just shows up and just drops off big two thousand pound pallets to these Amish bakeries. They because maybe there are Mennonites coming in. Because I feel like Mennonite that's... is like Amish, like diet Amish. Yeah, yeah. Like they can use zippers. Oh yeah, like the, the zippers on the elaborate zippers. Like it's like a fucking Michael Jackson jacket. And all these Mennonite kids mm-hmm. walking around. They're like, "Oh hey, I've got it right here. It's my pocket." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the sound a zipper makes. That's true. Yeah, Mennonite kids love good zip. And Michael Jackson. Worse at baseball than the Amish kids, though. The bad album, I think that because they're allowed to have like I don't think they can quite have an iPhone, but they can certainly have like a Walkman. Yeah, isn't it weird that like in the bylaws of the Mennonite community, it's mm-hmm. like you cannot buy Thriller, but bad. It's like go right ahead. Yeah, like so, Billy Jean, cool. Yep, Thriller, Thr- mm never. Nope. And it's like, how did it even get to the number one selling album of all time without the support of the Amish? Community? The Amish community. And actually, some people say that it would be even more of a better-selling album now mm-hmm. if the Amish community had lashed onto it as much as they did to Bad. Yeah, but also you got to think of it like they get everything uh, 300 years after we do. Yes, so, so it's com- so Thriller will be like coming. whoever owns Michael Jackson's estate, like Blanket, yes, Paris, I like hold the- on to that to the those royalties because when the Amish finally let the Bad album go. D- didn't Michael Jackson also buy Let the Thriller, ma- thriller album go? They're, they're buying it. Didn't Michael Jackson also buy the rights to all of the Beatles songs? He got that idea from Paul McCartney. He's like, I wish we had our own music. <laughs> like, Sony owns our music? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's like, Capitol Records owns every song I ever wrote. Ah, uh, I guess I can buy and some then, Beatles uh, song. Shimona! <laughs> <laughs> Gonna buy the Beatles song. Yeah, pretty much. And then, uh, yeah, he bought, he bought, he doesn't own it anymore. It's not, it wasn't like. I'm thinking because Blanket owns it now. Mm-mm. Like, he sold it off at some point or someone bought it out for Okay, under. so you're Blanket Jackson. You walk up, you're, you're like, you're at a bar, you're having a couple pops, right? Maybe it's Keystone Special Night, so you got a Keystone in your hand. You walk up to a hot girl and you're just like, hey, I'm Blanket. And there goes, no. No. You were not. She's blanket. like, Blanket she, got thrown she, off a balcony. She's like, like, yeah. He's like, he's no, like, hey. I never even left the balcony. No, he doesn't even say, I'm Blanket Jackson. He just walks up, hey, my name's Blanket, how are you? She's like, she's thinking, she's like, Blanket Jackson. Yeah. 
And she just starts seeing not six figgies, uh. not seven figgies. She's seen billies. Yeah. Billions of dollars. You know what I call him? Blanket. Blank check Jackson. Hey, blank check Jackson over here. Yeah. Yeah, you, I, you, you can find pictures of him now. Oh, without like the blankets? Dude. Okay. Without do you the think, umbrellas do you and the sunglasses and the masks? Macaulay Culkin hangs out with Blanket? I don't think so. Macaulay Culkin has a podcast though. Is it about pizza or the Velvet Underground? Probably. The Pizza Underground? He kind of, like, just made all his money when he was, like, 11, and then just kind of fucked off to France for, like, 15 years. That sounds so amazing. Don't you wish you could do that? Dude, when I was 11, I wasn't making any money. Like, it's easy for me to sit behind... I was a negative asset. Like, I was, like, going to the fridge and, like, eating food. Yeah, I was, like, playing travel soccer. I was, like, a drain and bank- Bankrupting our family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, here's here's Macaulay Culkin over here, like, oh, hey, Dad, I just got Home Alone 8 booked. Mm-hmm. Booked. And his dad's like, oh, great. No, he walked away. I'm going to give some props to Macaulay Culkin. He walked away at peak Home Alone. He didn't. He didn't. After the deuce, he yeah, didn't he, sell out for three. Once he was lost in New York, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Sell. He's like, listen, he sell you, don't, his soul. you don't get lost in New York and then found in Cincinnati. Ironically, in the third Pesci one. was like, give me a third movie. And Macaulay walked away. Yeah. Pesci's like, I can't do a good job. Angel Pesci. You gotta get I'm high, just, high. Angel Pesci. Pesci. I want a third I'm alone movie. Give me, give me the kid. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's good. Pretty. Let me talk to the kid. Let me talk to the kid. I need to talk to Macaulay. I want to tell him. Yeah. I need a third home alone movie. <laughs> Let me talk to the kid. Maybe just do Daniel Stern. Uh, I don't. I couldn't do a Daniel Stern. I would have to, like, like really swing my arms and walk around kind of like I'm a big goof. Like, Harry! <laughs> I was more okay, of a Home Alone 2 guy. That was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> well, you want to know why you were a Home Alone 2 guy? We had Because we had a VHS, oh. and we would watch it regardless of the time of year. But, but I think... I put it in the VHS player in the car on our the 3-inch TV we had for road trips only in the car. Nostalgia aside... I think it's a better movie. Nostalgia aside, I could he's almost... Play- he's not playing on a home turf. He doesn't have a home court advantage in Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Dude, he's... He got- breaks into his, like, estranged aunt's, like, uh... No, he uses his dad's credit card, and Donald Trump points him to the lobby of the uh, I'm Waldorf not talk- Astoria. I'm not talking about uh... the Plaza Hotel. When he does, like, the paint cans and the tarantula and all the stuff. He's on his home turf. No, he's not. No, oh, you're talking he about... He breaks his... into his estranged aunt's... Kind like, of the brownstone they're re- renovating. They have, like, a three-story condo. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, like, his mom's like, oh, yeah, he can. they can go to, like, you know, whoever and whoever's house, like, our estranged aunts. And they're like, aren't they renovating? Yeah. That, that's a big-ass renovation. They were renovating the he, entire townhouse. Right. There's no creepy old man with a shovel. Instead, he befriends, like, Mr. Macy. Or, like, Mr. J.C. Penny. You know who he... Sh- yeah, Miss. Yep. Um, and then, there's, like... Tiddly that, winks. And then, like... He gives him two turtle doves. And then there's some, like, creepy old uh, Rosie O'Donnell lady with all the pigeons who's, like, trying to groom him <laughs> i never understood that so come well. watch the pigeons with me like i understand that we like, feed the pigeons oh yo one dude, of the themes she is takes like a small child to the top of an opera house where she lives one how the fuck did she get uh like a swanky hobo mansion in the top of like the civic opera building in new york it's called dibs 
She's like, yo, I got hobo dibs. These were yeah. willed to me by my hobo mother. You know what it was? Probably no one else was, like, n- not even another homeless person was willing to live with that many pigeons. You know who he should have been making friends with, aside from of uh, that homeless woman? Uh, the king of pop? Uh, how about, well, one, that probably could have ended a little better for McCully. Mm-hmm. Two, Tim Curry. Tim Curry is the damn concierge. Mm-hmm. And as long as that card was swippity swiping, everything's cool. So how about uh, you pick up the damn phone, Macaulay, and you know who, and po- you say, "Hey, police, looking for my damn parents. Can you get me in touch with my parents? Parents were in in Florida somewhere. I'm sure that they could have found the parents in Florida. Put on an APB on the TV. They're watching the TV because they're watching that Mexican It's a Wonderful Life special in Spanish or whatever. Anyways, hey, Dad, don't cancel the credit card. I have your wallet. I'm safe in New York." trying to get home whatever okay everything's cool um where's they going with this tim curry would have kept taking care of the kid he's watching he's watching stuff in the suite he's hanging out with president donald j trump he's eating all the kit kats and you know drinking the malted milkshakes he wants yeah i know if he just tells his dad amex and stuff but i mean i think the most max it out his dad canceled the card didn't he because it's declined declined like he kept running it maxed it out dude you saw you saw that house they were living in, and like uh, in John Hughes Chicago. In John Hughes Chicago, that dad, that the limit on that Amex was a lot of money. Yeah, I'm sure he's not fooling. I mean, he's got like 15 kids, but um, or maybe that's just the extended family. Like that's the joke. I understand the what I was trying to get at. I understand that like one of the themes of the Home Alone franchise is like seeing the good in people through the gift of the holiday spirit, but. Why does Kevin always resort to hanging out with old homeless people? Uh, the guy in the first movie, I think, had a home, but he looked he homeless. He slept in the church, didn't he? No, he lived across the street. Yeah, he was like a regular dude across the street. He was like sleeping in the church, though. I think he was going to church because he's a good Christian. No one else was there. They weren't holding a mass. He was like in there praying, and I think he was sleeping in the pews. No, he, he was sleeping in the pews. Well, he was praying in the pews because I think he's like, yeah, I lost my wife last year. That's why he's like a sad old man who's kind of grumpy. Dude, you know what would have been more badass and more John Hughes? If that old man, like, when when Macaulay would see him out, like, shoveling, the kid just brandishes a weapon. Like, he just, like, swipes aside his big jacket. He's got, like, a forty-four mags in there. With so he the just big showed, iron on his hip. He's got the big iron on his hip. He, he, iron on his he's hip. just showing this, this, this kid, hey, I'm strapped, yo. Mm-hmm. He's like, fam, I got you. Like, if, you, if you're trying to, if you need some boys to roll deep, rolling heavy... Under the scene? Yeah. I'm going to take care of you. If I was Kevin McAllister's dad, and I lost him that first time, I would just, like, tattoo my phone number on that kid. I know it's probably not I would. up to snuff with most parenting books or, uh, you know, the maybe, kid. maybe the laws. You know what? I, you know what a good spouse would have done? It was, what, early 90s, right? Cell phones were a thing. That's what I'm saying. And no. if this guy's got a sweet Amex that can sweet do Amex. like three nights at the plaza before Rob Schneider starts coming after you to kick you out. Rob Schneider just wants a tip. That's all he wants. So, Rob Schneider, the king of cool. Yeah, the king of cool, making copies. The animal. Yeah, the, the carrot. Yeah, the flagpole. Um, Deuce Bigelow, European gigolo. Uh, yeah. Waterboy. You one. can do it. Yeah. All the oh, Sam he movies. is Adele's father. No. <laughs> Yeah, Rob Schneider is Adele's father. Not, not Adele. 
<laughs> Kesha's father. One of them. It's Ellie. Rob Schneider is Taylor Swift's father. Yeah, is that it? that's it. That's one. Okay, that's where she gets her height. I'm not even kidding. Like, there's like this big country rock artist. I think her name is Taylor Swift, and Rob Schneider is her dad. L King. Jens, Google Rob Schneider father Taylor Swift. It's it. He is Taylor, or maybe Rob Schneider father country singer, and it'll probably pop up Taylor Swift. I just want to let you guys know. That's he it. is like the worst show on Netflix. I, Ronnie Coleman aside, I think the Ronnie Coleman documentary is sad, but it's harder to watch Rob Schneider's wait, like real wait, Rob. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Rob Schneider has a show on Netflix. Yeah. What are we doing with our lives right now? We're I like tr- recording a podcast. All I'm saying is we could be one watching Brink, which apparently you've been hiding from me, and two we can watch Brink. Watching Rob Schneider's show on Netflix. Yeah, real Rob. I wish it was... What is it about? I wish it was a reality show, but it's just about, like, how his career's washed up. No. Which you think would be funny, but... You should have made that ten years ago. No, dude, you still cashing checks ten years ago. It was 2009, ten years ago. Yeah. And he had, like, a comedy special that was really, really bad. It was hot. Uh, We're, like, Atlantic City, Branson, Missouri. I don't know. I just remember the background. Do you think that after we get Nelly Furtado on the show, we could get Rob Schneider on the show? He'd probably fly in. Like we could probably, maybe we could see if we can get him a cheap ticket or something. I think one of the grossest things I've ever seen on the inter- internet is uh, like it's just hard to watch. And of course, I've watched the whole thing. Is uh, <laughs> Rob Schneider was on um, the Howard Stern show, and they filmed the whole thing. Oh. And he was one of the panelists on the Miss Miss Butterface contest. I have seen it, and it. Hurts me because they're just berating these women who like have a hot body but like not a great face or something, right? Well, that's the premise. But first off, all the women are like good looking. Oh, wait, are they really? Yeah. Well, maybe I was they watching one where they put paper bags over their head and they're like judge the body first, and then they debag them, and then they all go, "Oh my god, oh it's disgusting." And it's like if you look at Howard Stern and his panel of Goonies, it's not like they're a bunch of catches. You know, Artie what I mean? Lang. Yeah, it's Artie, Artie Lang. Lang, like his his gross uh, uh, hairdresser, like how about uh, the um Craig or whatever, the- and then like Rob Schneider and. Uh, uh, you know, Beetlejuice <laughs> and all the whack pack. You and you're like Michael Keaton. What? Michael Keaton? No, the little, uh, the little person, Beetlejuice. Yeah, the LP. Yeah, he's he's part of the whack pack. Um, yeah, but it's all them like judging like very pretty women, and uh, it's just it's hard to watch, and it's just like we live in this uh, culture of blog this cancel culture of bloggers and stuff how no one's unearthed rob schneider's miss butterface concert is be- or, uh B- miss butterface oh, contest sure is did. beyond me no one's written an article about this dude let's write that article no i don't want to cancel rob schneider i want to see how, let's just blackmail- how low he can go let's blackmail rob schneider wait or- maybe the netflix people haven't even seen it i'm sure they're intimately familiar with rob schneider's catalog as am i Dude, so you're saying that there's someone on Netflix assigned to watch everything Rob Schneider's ever made before they re-up him on the show? I'm saying if there isn't, I am uh, free and available and looking for new employment. Um, further employment. No, I want to. I would just want to move and become the Rob Schneider. You Where know is, when, Where's oh, Netflix HQ? Uh, San Francisco. You sure it's not like Cleveland? San Francisco. Um, what's funny is uh, no, what's funny. Um, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yep, that's where it is. It's in Duluth, Minnesota. Um, 
That's Bismarck. what's HQ, uh, Rob Schneider. Oh, you know, like, you watch the History Channel, and they have, like, an expert on the most obscure topics. You'd be the Rob Schneider yeah, expert? Yeah, that'd be great, dude. Okay, here's what we do. Your LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. We start restructuring your LinkedIn completely, and Rob Schneider expert. I'm just saying, expert. when they do the e-true Hollywood story of Rob, Rob Schneider, Schneider they I want them, yeah, they want them to be, like, columnists, the LA Times, like, Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler best friend, Pope Calhoun, <laughs> Rob Schneider expert, comma podcast host, mm-hmm. and then parentheses, he's yeah. on twine. Yeah. Um, that's I, how we get our exposure. I, I do kind of want to start reaching out to just like local businesses and so we can just start putting flyers up. Mm-hmm. I feel like flyers are really underplayed these days. I work at a television station. I think you'd be surprised how cheap television commercials are. I think we could get a hundred commercials in a month block, like throughout a month, $500, and they'd be playing during peak college football games. Playing during, like, American Idol. If it was on, yeah. Ninja Warrior. Yeah, and it'd just be like, oh my God. rolling out the courthouse. <laughs> Are we allowed to do, like, a subliminal message thing where the the ad is, the screen is black. So people think like, oh, my TV's messed up. Two seconds of blackness. Boom, we play the song. After that, it flashes, keys on twine. And then nothing. Keys on twine. Nothing. Keys on twine at the bottom. It's a podcast. Nothing. Yeah, I think... People are going to go click on that. I think as long as we're not, like, uh, um, putting people with epilepsy in danger, the FCC will... Uh, Won't let me be. be. Totally cool. Um, all right, I guess we're going to wrap it there. I don't know. I got, like, more stuff I want to talk about. That's fine, man. Can you pause it? Yeah, we can wrap it. No, it's just like, I got more stuff I want to talk about. I just know that. I don't All think right. I can, can. Break number four. We'll be back. All right, three, two, one. And we're back! Two weeks later. So, some people would say that two weeks is too much time to push pause and pretend you can pick right up again where you left off a podcast, but you know what? People. Life happens. Seamless. Yeah, good transition. It was seamless a transition. seamless transition. Because we really just needed two weeks to think about what we wanted to talk about, and we decided to flow right into our reading from Murders in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. That's right. Tonight's installment is Chapter 3, Vigilante Hangings. We've already read this chapter to each other. It's a, it's a doozy. But, I, uh, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to be surprised again when this stuff starts coming up because it was just so shocking what happened in the vigilante hangings. I mean, we were when we first read this, we were coming off the high of uh, recovering my Mazda. We were. So, riding pretty high. Yeah, I mean, like that endorphin rush will make you forget a lot of things. Yeah, just this, the pure adrenaline. Yeah, that's true. Just pumping through your veins. It's true. All right, so, Sunday chapter three, time. vigilante hangings. Frontier justice in the Upper Peninsula in the 1880s resulted in two Menominee loggers swinging from a rope in the town center. In 1880, Menominee was the lumberport capital of the world and home to a rugged lot. Lumberjacks, tough, crude men who worked hard during the week and raised hell on the weekends. Two of the lumberjacks were Frank and John McDonald. Already easier names to pronounce than like the last three stories yeah where were frank and john mcdonald when we're trying to pronounce like the deep fin like you know (laughs) scotland uh the mcdonald cousins were from nova scotia canada and had a reputation as bad men 
particularly when they were drunk. Isn't it funny? Which was all too frequent. How the perception of Canadians then was like, oh, they're just a bunch of drunk, mean folks. And then now it's just like Canadians are the nicest people in the world. They probably, uh, you know, saw too many vigilante hangings and kind of, you know. Do you think John Candy was kind of the turning point for Canadians? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, like Rick Moranis or something. I was going to go with like Danny Aykroyd. I think he's still pretty crazy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's definitely us. Crystal Skull Vodka. Mm-hmm. All right. The McDonald's repeatedly caused disturbances at the lumber camp. On one occasion, Sheriff Julius Reprecht uh, was sent up to the lumber camp where the McDonald's were in the midst of a Donnybrook. When Reprecht uh, attempted to quash the disturbance, Frank McDonald, the younger of the two cousins, took offense to the sheriff's interference and pulverized the hapless man unconscious. Huh. Wow, so Frank really just taking he, prisoners. Yeah, and that was a officer of the law who mm-hmm. should be like, oh, hey there, boys, you probably uh, got to stop carousing. It's getting pretty wild over here. Yeah, never... Just cut it out. Never question Frank McDonald's integrity. Um, so, shortly after the beating, Deputy Sheriff Bill Kitson, a burly 200-pound man, arrested and jailed the McDonald's. They were tried, convicted, and sentenced to one and a half years at the Jackson State Prison. Well, I mean, they only assaulted a sheriff. Jackson so. State? Like, what it says. as in downstate Jackson. Like, we've been talking about Jackson, Jackson. Like, like, ever since the fire went out. I'm, I'm saying, going to Jackson. We got ding, 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 plenty ding. of great prisons here in the UP. Why are they sending them all the way downstate? Maybe we'll find out. Yep. Uh, they served their time uneventfully and were released early for good behavior. Okay. That sounds more Canadian of them. Yeah. yeah. They returned to Menominee, where they resumed their old ways, working during the day and drinking and raising cane at night. I need to start saying raising cane more. We need to spend more time in Menominee. Yeah, in the midst of a Donnybrook and raising cane. Yeah, we're just out there with the boys. It's Donnybrook time. It's Menominee. We're out there. We're logging by day, Donnybrook and by night. Just bear, raising bear, cane, Barry and sheriffs. <laughs> Buried sheriffs is a good band name. Uh, one night, the McDonald's began drinking at the Montreal House, a bar in Frenchtown. The bartender on duty was Norman Kitson, brother of the deputy sheriff who was responsible for the McDonald's incarceration. The McDonald's let Norman know they were out to even the score with his brother. After a short stay at the Montreal House, the McDonald's paid a visit to the Three Chimney House, a nearby and well-known house of prostitution. House of ill repute. Mm-hmm. Fortuitously, the brothers ran across their old nemesis, Billy Kitson. Billy Kitson's in there. He's at the House of Ill Repute. Deputy and Sheriff Bill, Billy Kitson's at the Three Chimney House. Frequenting the brothel. A man of culture. Yeah. All right. The ladies immediately began to shower attention on the McDonald boys. This oh, act- the McDonald boys are here. Our favorite Canadians other than Rick Moranis and John Candy. This angered Kitson, and a melee ensued with Kitson hitting Frank McDonald over the head with a bottle and then leaving the f- three chimney house. Wait a minute. So the deputy sheriff is mad that the prostitutes are excited to see these Canadians he formerly put in jail who served their time. Yeah, so he glassed him. Yeah. Cue Stone Cold Steve Austin music. The vengeful McDonald's followed Kitson into the street where John McDonald clubbed him with a heavy metal pipe. There were just weapons like lying around. It's like the it's like the tutorial of a video game. Can you imagine you walk out into the Walgreens parking lot that you're just filling your prescription, you know? And then all of a sudden your arch nemesis is there 
you know, um, with with your favorite group of prostitutes, you just grab the lead pipe that's over there by the shopping cart section. Yeah. That's where they keep the lead pipes at Walgreens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just go over there and you take care of business, TCOB. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, not satisfied with dropping him to his knees, McDonald then plunged a six-inch dagger into his back. This man is strapped. So this dude hits him with the lead pipe. He's like, you know what? That doesn't do it enough. Better stab this dude in the yeah. heart. Yeah, he's served a year and a half, man, for... <laughs> he served a year and a half for carousing and then beating the the actual sheriff, like, in the streets. Yeah, I mean, you know, you raise Cain, you, you do some time. Um... Where was I? Do-do-do. Stabbed so him with a six-inch dagger. Kitson's brother, Norman, witnessing the brawl, sped to his rescue. But McDonald stabbed him. This Billy guy is... Qu- Stab first, ask questions later, McDonald over here. Yeah, Billy Kitson, wounded and bleeding profusely, got back into the fray to help his... Yeah, I stabbed my brother over there. Beleaguered brother, Norman pulled out a gun and shot Frank in the leg. Billy, the lifeblood draining out of him, feebly staggered to the Montreal house, where he gasped his last breath and fell over dead in the street. He that died. guy just wanted to pay his tab. He's like, oh, I got a tab open back at the brothel. He's like, <laughs> no, these no, girls no, are going to That's the Three Chimney House. You're, wait, 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 wait. wait. You're, the con- three you're conflating house. our two establish- uh, establishments in Frenchtown in Menominee. So there's the Montreal house, which is a bar? That's where they started off the night. Are we saying there's no prost? There's for sure no prostitutes at the Montreal. House. I mean, there's you know a Venn diagram, uh, probably. I'm saying that it's probably a op- you got a tab open at the Montreal house. They probably like have a line of credit with the Three Chimneys place. Certainly. Yeah, I I'd say that's a fair. Uh, it's probably the proprietor. Sure. Montreal McChimney owns the joint. And fell over dead in the street. So we got it. Billy is dead. He tried to pay his tab, died in the street. With the bloodbath now concluded, the McDonald's seized a nearby horse and buggy and went directly to Dr. P.T. Phillips. Dr. P.T. Phillips, Who attended to their wounds. Hey. Say, boys, you look a little cut up. Yeah, it looks like you done got... Did you get stabbed or shot a bull? Don't worry, P.T.'s here to help. Also, can you maybe check in on my tab next time you're at the Three Chimney Joint? Do you think his name is, like, Dr. Physical Therapy Phillips? I think the P.T. stands for... Pretty technical physician or something. Or physicianly trained. Perfect touch. Perfect touch. Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. PTP. Uh, <laughs> uh, who attended to their wounds? After getting medical treatment, they quickly departed north to Cedar River. On the way, they were arrested and jailed by Dave Barclay, the new Menominee Sheriff. Because the other one. Honestly, he should be a little, uh, like. Weary of these thank- gentlemen. No, thankful. Because he got the promotion, oh, probably. Probability. Yeah. So what if he had it... These guys are actually just breaking glass ceilings for this corporate ladder in the uh, Menominee Sheriff's Department. Judge Harry Nason attempted to have a court inquest Isn't the next day. Is the guy who wrote Lime in the Coconut? wisely... I think, yeah. I think this, this judge... This Harry Nielsen. Yeah. Really good ancestor. Also Canadian, I believe. Sure. Judge Harry Nelson attempted to have the court inquest the next day, but he wisely decided to forego the proceeding when he learned the citizens of the community were in rage over the murder the McDonald's had committed. Um, Nason felt that by delaying the inquest, he would defuse a potentially explosive situation, a decision he would come to regret. So he was going to let the town cool off rather than providing justice? Yeah. And then it has a nice little quote in here. Does it talk about 
due process in the Constitution at all? Not in this quote. Okay. In this uh, quote <laughs> from uh, Anonymous, probably not the hacker organization, uh, the mob rides an emotional roller coaster and is always on the brink of shedding blood or tears. Oh, that was probably just a Sonny Longtime injection. Yeah, you think that was Sonny Longtime? author of the book anonymous just throwing in his own quotes quoting, yeah. quoting himself yeah smart on monday the marionette eagle speculated on the serious threats of lynching the mcdonald's but the night passed without any further violence but on tuesday it turned ugly local men gathered at the four villi house a large hotel and saloon i'm loving we need to go back to this this method of naming bars yeah why why are we we got applebee's we got mm-hmm. tgi fridays they're like got, who lives there that's the four villies that's the four villi house what's that house with the three chimneys oh that's definitely three chimney that's house. the three chimney house yeah. what's that house flying the maple leafs flag outside <laughs> the bloody maple leafs flag um, so I was just thinking about this. If the McDonald brothers are Canadian citizens and they're just coming in a Menominee to work, they they really don't have a whole lot of constitutional rights back then, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. If any. Today. I don't even know. Yeah, I, they probably don't even have documentation. They probably just floated the river. Bunch of illegal immigrants coming yeah, in. Just cocked and floated the river. You think they uh, were trying to build on the wall back then? Around the UP? Keep yep. Canadians out? Uh, Canadians are... Uh, they're just obsessed with demarcation. They just want it. <laughs> um, local men gathered at the Forvilli House, a large hotel and saloon, and plied themselves with liquor. Okay, there's a lot of turns of phrase in here. I, I think have you know died within our uh, colloquialisms. I've never heard that. Plied themselves with liquor. Plied themselves with liquor. Why don't you say that they just like drank a bunch of liquor? That's gonna be about three plies there. That's, su- that's such a long tinyism. Yeah. yeah, it's true. By evening, the drunken rabble had decided that lynching the McDonald boys was the surest and quickest way to have justice. Armed with liquor and self-righteousness, the angry vigilante band marched down the street to the jail and demanded the McDonald's. When the rabid mob was denied the McDonald's, it grabbed a telephone pole and, cursing wildly, smashed open the entry door. No McDonald's. We'll make our own entry. Drive Drive through. (laughs) Drive through. (laughs) Um... Please pull through the window. window. <laughs> Express lane. After a brief scuffle, the deputies were subdued, and the McDonald's forced out of their jail cells and clubbed with an axe. With brute force, they were taken out of the jail. Well, I'd, wait a minute, I'd say wait a minute, so. wait a minute. Did they beat up the deputies? They subdued them. Wait, these are the same deputies that were like getting their asses kicked by the McDonald's like a year and a half earlier. No, it's like when you're these pl- deputies. It's are like just... when you're playing Red Dead Redemption or Gun, and you get get a guy in a chokehold, and then you can press X to subdue or Y to kill. Or they you just, can they subdue them, ho- or like beat a hog tie. Yeah, you subdue them. Okay, so they you know they're just passed out until you leave that part of the map, and then they reload, and then they reload. Um. Uh, but with brute force, they were forced and taken out of the jail. Yeah, again, clubbed with an axe. A local priest, Father Haliard, unsuccessfully attempted to stop the mob. The brothers of the pack cursed and spat on the priest and pushed him into the gutter. The lynch party tied one end of the rope around the McDonald's necks and the other end around a horse and buggy and dragged them around down Ogden Avenue. Hey. Hey, we grew up around A. Ogden Avenue. We did. It spans from Illinois to Colorado. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, I've never drove it. Uh, then, the participants savagely dumped up and down the defenseless... No. Then, the participants savagely jumped up and down on the participants' defenseless bodies. Just just stomping on them? Mm-hmm. Or wait, were they jumping or stomping? Well, they're ripping off flesh with their lumberjack boots, according to the uh, text here. What, what the did sentence. they use to make lumberjack boots out of? 
I think well, they probably had to like climb the trees themselves, so I'm assuming oh, they're, they're a little they're, spiky. I think they're covered in sap. Sap, so may, maybe some nails through their the boots soles. were so sappy they were just peeling flesh right off. Yeah, I mean you don't want to be losing traction when you're going between the uh, you know the Fort Villy house and the Three Chimney House. You ever think that Sunny Long Time just took some liberties with some of this? I'm sure he had to fill in some gaps. Just mad libbed a couple. I just want to think that his editors like okay. um... Did you do the research to see if the flesh got peeled off with the sappy boots? He's like, oh, yeah. Yep, definitely researched it. He's like, okay, that's good enough for me. Next question. Yeah. Thanks, Sonny. All right. Pandemonium spread uh, Pandemonium spread as the gathering crowd along the route hurled rocks and garbage and cursed the McDonald's. When the lynch party approached an intersection with a railroad crossing, having spent its energy, it decided... The area was a good place to hang the McDonald's. The vigilantes hoisted the two men onto a railroad crossing sign with ropes around their necks and then left the carnage of their handiwork for eager spectators to view. The McDonald's were dead long before they were hanged from the sign. The mob, still in a drunken rage, took the bodies down from the crossing sign and hauled them to a brothel on Bellevue Avenue. In a further act of debauchery, the necktie party forced a prostitute to lie with the dead McDonald's. Hey, then, listen here, lady of the night. You're going to lay with these two dead Canadians that we vigilante murdered. I'm thrilled to lay with these poor Canadian criminals. Anything to help a man in uniform. <laughs> Vigilante uniform. The mob then burned down the brothel oh. and hanged the cousins from a nearby jackpot. Hey, thanks for complying there, Lady of the Night. Now we're going to burn down your place of work. Where are we going to hang these brothers? Say, that jackpot looks as good as any. That there's the finest hanging jackpot around here. Damn, that jackpot was made for hanging. Hey, grab some of that. Uh, I'm just trying to think why they burned down the brothel. Uh, I'm going to leave it up to drunken rage, because that seems to be the running theme here. Can I point to conspiracy here? Sure. Okay, so I think that some of the the girls who worked over at the Three Chimneys brothel yeah. were probably in that drunken mob, and they're like, uh, let's burn down this other brothel and bring the dollars back to the Three Chimneys tonight. So you're suspecting foul play. I'm suspecting foul play in the burning down of that uh, well, let's house get, of ill repute. Let's get Sonny on the horn and uh, question his, the, the... We could. The, dive a little deeper in there. Yeah, question the honesty in this here text. Uh... From a nearby Jack Pine, the next day the McDonald's were still hanging from the tree next to the smoldering rubble of the prostitution house. Sure. The drunken frenzy was over. A jury indicted several leaders of the mob for murder, but nothing ever came of it. Charges were dismissed for various reasons, but one man did eventually go to trial, but was found not guilty. No one was ever convicted of the McDonald's murders. When justice is denied, does it seek other avenues or express itself? Perhaps it did in the McDonald case, as several of the men suspected of being involved in the lynching also met violent deaths. Albert Beach, a log driver, fell out of his boat and drowned. Lewis Porter died after apparently being bitten by a rattlesnake. A mill owner who was fatally injured in a lumberyard fire. A witness named Dunn 
was later cut in two by a sawmill. In the 1930s, a federal... OSHA would have a field day with all of these. Be like, hey, what are you doing with all these rattlesnakes out here on the jobs? You gotta get these rattlesnakes out of here. I'll just be honest, man. Where's the the guard on this saw blade cutting people in half? People used to die hard deaths. (laughs) Hard deaths back in the day. Nowadays, it's like, oh, my grandmother, she passed away in her sleep. Not, my great-grandfather was cut in half at the sawmill. Oh, my great my great aunt? Yeah, she was burned down in a prostitution house during a mob lynching. Oh, my God. Jeez, dude. Whose great aunt's a prostitute? These are throwaway lines in this story. Yeah, like, this I is would like read the, the whole story about the uh, how how some, um, you know, mistakes led to Dunn getting cut in half at the sawmill. It's just a, it's a throwaway line at the end of this. In the 1930s, a federal... Em- uh, employment project renovated the old jail that housed the McDonald's. Bloodstains left from the infamous day over 50 years earlier were clearly visible in the McDonald's cell as a reminder of the past when justice in a frontier Upper Peninsula town retreated into the murky depths of mob vigilanteism. The McDonald's are buried in an unmarked grave in Potter's Field section of Riverside Cemetery. We could literally go visit the McDonald's graves. You want to do a pod out there? Um, we could. We could be like, hey guys, um, we think you kind of got a raw deal because, uh, I mean, you did stab and murder some dudes, but due process, right? Everyone deserves their day in court. However, everyone deserves a fair shake. Yeah, but I mean, did they? Did they get a fair shake? No, I'm just saying, I I don't know. I think they were shaking quite a bit. I don't know what laws were afforded to them as Canadian citizens in America back in 18-whatever. Well, they certainly didn't get a, a fair trial the second time around. Yeah, because they got, they got hung. Yeah. Yeah, they got hung like... Three times in one night. That's a bad night for hanging. Yeah. Also, just a testament to like how many like you know large poles were just ripe for the picket. The sappy boots just tearing flesh. Yeah, just jumping on them like hop on pop over here. Yeah, just like... Pre, is that where Dr. Seuss got the idea? Yeah. Hop on Pop, hop on McDonald. Mm-hmm. He's just like, Dr. Seuss is just leafing through the uh, the Marquette Mining Journal, you know? And he's like, hop on McDonald. Hop on, <laughs> hop on Pop. Yeah. One fish. Some oh. flesh, no flesh. <laughs> Red flesh, blue flesh. Are you my mother? <laughs> Are you my mother? Yeah. That was uh, good. Yeah. Well, you know what? That was a good chapter. That was, was a, much that was a great chapter, and this pod may be our... Yeah, so this is the longest one, I think, by far, in our catalog. But um, that's all we got for you this week. These weeks. Good news is, I think we'll start recording again real soon. Yeah, back to back. We got a double header ahead of us. Dink! Dink. All right. See you guys next time. Rolling out the courthouse. Friday night. X got the kids, and that's all right. Corner store, a sixer, tequila and a lime, gonna kick my feet up. Keys on twine. Listening to the Keys on Twine podcast with your hosts, Pope Calhoun and the Good Captain. That's a wrap. <laughs>